Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. One of my direct subordinates, one of my guys that worked for me, he would he would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on, and he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having, some problem, and he said, I already know what you're going to say. And I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say good. And I said, well, yeah. When things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded? Didn't get the job you wanted? Got injured? Sprained my ankle? Got tapped out? Good. Got beat? Good. You learned. Unexpected problems? Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out, don't get startled, don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well, now you still got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage, and go out on the attack. <clears throat> Episode 44 of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you by All Sport Dynamics. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com. Wrist braces worn by Brock Tickle, Justin Barson, and many other pros. Also, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas. Broadwaypowersports.com can set you up with firearms, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, Polaris, Can-Am. Shock Socks, the original number one and 10 second removable fork seal protector. Uh, hit up... Uh, at Shock Socks Berm on Instagram or visit your local dealer for products and information. MX Girl Designs, hit up MX Girl on uh, Instagram. That's M-X-G-U-R-L. Tell Cha-Cha we sent you. And uh, York Welding and Fab. And if you need it welded, Carl can do it for you. New construction, um, welding beds, etc. Call 903-780-7369. Tell them Moto X Pod sent you. And of course... TPJ Racing. Guys, welcome. Moto X Pod Show, episode 44. Uh, yep. I'm your host, 44. Mark Poole. I've got Jamie Darkside Guida in studio with me. What's up, Darkside? Nothing, man. Another night. Ready to do a good show. Another night. TJ Smith's back. The, uh, celebrity announcer, TJ Smith. <laughs> celebrity That's announcer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this other goon named uh, James sitting over here with us. He's a, the second in command of producers, but... 
Really, under, he, uh, my he's my understudy. He's your understudy. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I'm under something. I literally don't want to yeah. know anything about that. <laughs> Wait a minute. You two happily say that you're under something like that. Like that's pretty gay. Bro. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's let's move on, <laughs> <laughs> guys. What we brought you into was courtesy of Jocko. He has a the Jocko podcast. We just figured it fitting. Being Zach Osborne just took the 250 national championship. The uh, hell yeah. The tough and rocky rough road he took to get to where he's at. We figured it very fitting for that. Yeah. So that's why you got it. Hope you like. Pretty cool. The, uh, yeah. Hope hope you enjoyed that. Bud's Creek, man, what a race! It's a good one, dude. Well, not only that, you're gonna say too with AC. AC his, got his first overall. Get his first overall mm-hmm. too. I mean, it was really fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whole deal, yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, well, same deal. Exactly. A- it's very fitting. AC got an overall, and Bogle, Bogle? got an overall, Bogle? and both of them are wearing all sport dynamic braces. Uh, just saying. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> absolutely. So we're gonna we're gonna tell you later later on guys how you can win a set of those yep yep i can't wait to try mine out this weekend tj do i got to ride with mine this weekend how'd you like them like when you first put them on it's really weird i've never ridden with a wrist brace before mm-hmm. but the way that i say it, it's kind of like a knee brace you put them when you're walking around the pits with knee braces on they're awkward they feel weird but literally unless i was thinking about them when i was on the bike once i figured out how to get them situated on my wrist right it took me about two rides with them to figure out exactly mm-hmm. where i wanted them to sit I didn't even know I had them on. Really? Um, so, and then this weekend, we're going to be at Buffalo Creek. Anybody or local guys that want to come out, I've got a set of them. They're mediums. If they fit you, I'd be happy to let you ride with them and see what you think about them because, like, they're really, like, I don't even notice them. Yeah, TJ, he got the carbon braces, too, carbon yeah. fiber braces. Guys, I would take him up on that. Yep. All of us are going to be there having basically like a Moto X pod show ride day, if you will. Yeah. It's unofficial. We just right. made yeah. it up. But hey, you show. can join I, us anyway. I called Russell, and Russell was like, yeah, yeah, we'll have a day out there riding. So if you come out there, the, support the local track, we'll ride. And then we'll have an autograph session with a dark side here. And uh, I told you. Hey, we, his publicist we, said 15 minutes only. 15 yeah, we, minutes. 15 we didn't minutes. receive our, our show-up fee, so nope, no autograph. Sorry. <laughs> but I will have a box of the braces – the ones I have for sale, I have a couple demo models, and I'll have uh, some X-Brand goggles on me. Yeah, So, and I just got my brand new pair, so I'll yep. be riding with a new pair of those, and then some some uh, my new answer gear. Yeah. Answer gear. Fly racing. Fly racing. That's out there, bro. Answer. Yep. Just got my. We're both sponsored over here. Both fly athletes over here now. When when you. I just got my rider support. When you ride that other gear and you, when you wonder why it's not as good, well, the answer is answer racing. This is why we don't let him talk most of the time. (laughs) No, fly's good. I got fly gear too. I just like pick it on you. No, they're all good, but I think fly's better. Fly is better for pretty much like, well, they, all the privateers. Dude, I love it. I don't know what it is about the way that gear fits. It's just there's something different about it. That, and I'm a little bit of a fatty, so maybe that helps. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I really, really love the way that fly. I had some answer stuff. It's good. I've worn answer throughout the years. And, yeah. You know, great gear. I just enjoy the fly stuff. I miss the old school answer logo, that old Anarchy logo. You're coming back with that, I think. Yeah, no, the new good. logo's different. It's, oh, okay. It looks kind of like a triangle. Yeah. With an A in it. Uh, I actually really like that. Doc got some of the new good. 18 stuff already. Gotcha. Justin Bogle. Yeah. 450 overall winner this weekend. Yep. Had on answer gear. Looked Same good gear that Doc bought just now. Yeah, yeah it was it pretty cool. Good. I like it, man. I like it. So, uh, got to give big shout out Zach Osborne. Bravo, sir. That was awesome. What a hell yeah, of a season man. he's how, had. How awesome is that? And then, uh, again, Bogle doing well. And AC finally getting one. Mm-hmm. Just, this has just been the best season. Yeah. yeah. Through Supercross. I've ever had well, the pleasure of enjoying. Oh, me too. Me too. And everybody's wondering what was Tomac choking, Tomac choking. Yeah, second moto, he's like, shut <laughs> up, bitches. I got yeah. this. 
just just ran off and hid from everybody, you know. It's, it was, but that track seems like, and I and I never realized it until I was listening to like some of the pre uh, podcast from Mathis and those guys mm-hmm. talking about how it's so start dependent. So I paid attention to yeah. it this time, and it was. If you got a good start, you were able to run up front, and it wasn't like it was hard to pass. It was just that everybody could kind of run the same pace. Yeah. Well, yeah, the sense. other lines were not as good. Like you saw when Marvin was making a run on Bogle. He tried changing up his lines, and he hit that soft stuff out on the outside at one point, and that cost yeah. him a yeah, second that one, or two. That one-off camber at the top of the hill yeah, is really right. nasty. Well, I'll tell you what. I saw uh, the, the the start of the second 450 moto, and I saw Tomac come out of there in, like, fourth place. I'm like, oh, crap, here we go. <laughs> I was like, you guys, just, just yeah. go ahead and let him by. He's going to get you anyways, and sure enough, it's exactly what he did. And that was it. And Roxon was there uh, during the first moto in the booth. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, was, that was, was cool. kind of cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I cannot wait for Kenny to get back. Really, yeah, that's 18's going to be good. I, I'm. I hope all these guys get deals done with, you know, losing one team and, you know, silly season's always crazy. That's well, I guess why it's called silly season. And hopefully, all these guys will get some good rides. I don't know where Chiz is going, which. You know, he's not one of the top-level guys, but there's a lot of guys that are up in the air. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to get into a little bit of that later because there's definitely been some uh, news brought to light here lately. And yep. uh, guys switching teams, guys doing this. You right. know, Weimer went to MCR, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Props to Jake Weimer. I'm really, yeah, good really for him. excited about that. So, uh, he gets to prepare. I feel like we'll see a good year from him. Well, that, that Honda I think so. That really good. Just, yeah. yeah. So... But anyways, yeah. we will, uh, we'll go from there and get, get into that a little bit later. But coming up... Just, just a second. Yeah, go ahead. There. We're going to have Mr. Cole Seeley on yeah. joining us here shortly, speaking of Hondas, and uh, talk about motocross of nations, talk about how the 14 is, what he thinks about his season so far. Got Dustin Pipes, TPJ Racing's Dustin Pipes coming up after that. Yep. Our locals only segment tonight will be joined by none other than X-Brand Goggles, Rich Taylor. We've had RT on the show before, and he's awesome. And then uh, rounding out the show, uh, Fireman Extraordinaire, what is it? Which which year was he the vice champion of 125 Supercross? Yeah, we probably shouldn't bring that <laughs> up. No, probably not. <laughs> uh, Racer X Online's David Pingree will join us. Be nice having having Ping on the show and uh, yeah, should be, be cool. a, should be an interesting time. He's Moving a to a guy. whole another level if we get Ping on, uh, right? We fi- we're, we're, we've yeah. arrived. We've arrived. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We got Ping, Ping, so we've arrived. So Ping's That's a funny right. dude. So yeah, I'm looking forward awesome. to that. That will be good. That will be good. But uh, yeah, man. And we're going to go ahead and get to our first guest, HRC Honda's Cole Seeley. Cole, what's up, dude? Hey, how's it going, guys? Going good, man. Going good. Yeah. Uh, how was Bud's Creek for you? Uh, it was all right. It was, uh, first moto was good, but second moto I just kind of fell into a pace that I wasn't happy with and didn't get the results I was really looking for. But, um, oh, well, happens, and we're just going to turn around and come out swinging at Ironman. There you go. Yeah, this, you know – you're one of those guys that, unfortunately, with this sport that we love, like the top two or three guys are everybody just raves about those guys, and then everybody below that is like, oh well, they suck. But man, you've had a great <laughs> year, you know. I mean, you're you're always right there. You're doing we, amazing. We, we don't think you suck, Cole. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that, it's what's it's, it's a shame with our sport that if you're not winning, you suck. And you know, for the keyboard warriors, but I think you've had a, a fantastic year. I mean, you got picked for the MX of Nations, you know. That's incredible. I can't wait to see what you're going to do over yeah, there. Yeah, talk about that a little bit, Cole. Yeah, um, yeah, I've known, I mean, for shoot, like three weeks now. So, you know, a little bit longer than the public's known. But right. it was really hard to keep that, you know, to myself. It was uh, probably the most exciting news of really 
had you know had going for me in my whole career so it's uh super excited to go See, over there and and experience that whole deal and yeah it's it's uh it's just crazy to me i can't believe i get to go do that yeah this this is tj man that's awesome it is cool to hear the excitement that's the most important thing to me is osborne and you and the guys today wanting wanting to go like wanting yeah. to be there that's that's going to make it I'm actually interested in watching it now. Had we just sent guys that are like, oh, I don't know if I really want to go. I don't think I want to have been watching it. Now I am stoked. Yeah, me too. I'm happy that I'm happy that you're happy to go. That Osborne's happy to go. That uh, Covington's happy. And I really believe that, that everybody's like, well, this is not the top team. This is a B team winner. Bullshit. That's I think right. we're gonna do good over there, dude. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to go. And yeah, like you're saying, I mean, Zach. I talked to him uh, last week, and he's he's really excited. And Thomas is excited. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like you said, it's not, like, the first choice, I don't think, was us three, but, um, you know, like, our enthusiasm to go over there and do good is, you know, second to none, so that's that's probably going to help in our favor, and, I mean, I think we got a shot, it's, you know, there's always, there's always crazy, crazy stuff happening at that that race, and there's so many variables to who gets the title and whatever, so I think, uh, I think it's going to be good for us. My first pick would be who wants to go, who's down, who's ready to go do battle, go represent our country, and uh, and I'm glad it's you guys. I really am. I'm stoked about that, actually. Yeah, thank you. We're we're yeah. excited. So, so you do you have another year left on your Honda contract? Yeah, yeah, I have Good. a year a year left on. So I didn't know if everything. you had to go do that and then worry about contract stuff, or if you were good to go. No, no. awesome. Yeah, no, I got another year. Um, Hopefully with an extension after that, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm super excited or super happy with the way things have gone, and and really love working for the team and, and get along with everybody great. So I'm really like feel like I found a home kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, I'm a Honda fan, so I, I love seeing you there. And um, but speaking, you know, we're talking about the MX of Nations and the reason that some of these guys aren't going is because of sponsorship deals and how long the seasons become. What is your opinion of the state of motocross right now with, you know, there's so many races and with Monster and Red Bull and these companies seeming like they have so much control over what you guys do. How do you feel about the sport? What do you think could change to make it more rider friendly? Um, I, I, it's hard to say, you know, it's, it, it is very, it's very controlled by the promoters right now. Um, they're, we've, they've kind of got us, um, I don't know, jumping through hoops, but uh you know at the same time it, it's not that big of a complaint because we do get to race dirt bikes for a living and, and whatever but yeah you know it, it this the schedule is very hectic like i've raced you know i'm about to race my 27th race this year and that's a lot of a lot of weekends a lot of travel time and a lot of time away from home and and then you know like i was you know i get to actually miss the the florida gp so uh, i'm gonna take like a week off after ironman and then i get ready for for Dis Nations, so that's you know only one week off, right? And then after Dis Nations, I get two weeks off, and then I start training for Supercross. So it's like, really, I get zero downtime, and yeah. it's a little, a little hectic. But see, um, it, yeah, I, I think the riders need to have, you know, it, we do need to have a bigger voice. You know, I mean, I we should be so. the ones in the driver's seat, but I at the same time, that. like the average person would be like, oh, whoop de doo, you know, you get two weeks off here, and you get a week off here, but. I don't think the average person and probably the average fan doesn't realize that you guys are hard at it, probably six days a week when you can't travel. And, you know, I mean, you got family and kids and all these, you know, the riders have all these different things. You don't really have time to do that. And then most people get their weekends off and you're racing on Saturday and then traveling home on Sunday. So, yeah, it's 
it's an insane schedule. Yeah, yeah. You know, two travel days during the week, one race day, and then we have four days of preparation. So you know, it's a it's a full week. It's there's a lot of you know a lot of hours right. put in on the bike and on the road bike and yep. the gym and and you know it's not like yeah it's not like we you know we race. I would love it if we raced and got home and and hung out all week and then went and raced next week. That'd be great, but you know right. it's definitely not that way. Well, I tell you what, the, an essential part of of the recovery process, in my opinion, is downtime. You guys have got to have that, man. You got to rest, like, cause the 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 level you guys are at, especially motocross, is is probably the most physical demanding sport out there. Definitely, you know, as far as mentally, physically, all that stuff, man, you got to have some downtime. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it, you definitely do, and you definitely got to find a balance. I mean, you know, as a professional, that, that was like the biggest thing I learned when I stepped up to the 450s was really just trying to find every single, you know, hour I could just to sit down and, and do nothing and let my body kind of recuperate. Right. Hey, you said, all that. And, you said something about the road bike. Um, how much, how much time do you spend on a road bike? Um, during the season, not too much time. I'll probably do uh, really only probably two days, uh, you know, like an hour and a half to two hours on it. But, um, it's more just to, to recover or get warmed up or anything yeah. like that. But during, during the off season, it's, it's heavy. We're, we're putting in a lot of miles, a lot of hours and, that, that, and, uh, it, really, really hard hours too. That's not, that could be more no, dangerous than moto though, with all the cars out there. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, these guys out here riding these bikes all over and the cars, people texting and driving. You don't want to do that with these rednecks in Texas, dude. dude. I don't know. You get well, run over. Quick. I know. Cole, where, are you in California? No, he's a Florida. I'm in Florida okay, right okay. now. Yeah. I was say because I was out in SoCal a few months ago, and man, there's so many like the the guys on the bikes are on bike trails almost. You know, there, there's actually places where they can ride that's away from the cars. I didn't know Florida bike where you lanes. were was like that. Yeah, yeah, bike lane. So it wasn't. Yeah, it's so kind of like that. I mean, where where I live most of the year in California, we have a a lot of mountain biking trails, so I try and take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, if I'm on the road bike, I usually go in a big group, you know, so we're more, we almost take up the whole lane. So you're like, right. you got to pay attention to us. So, right. But yeah, there, there is definitely, it's definitely, especially I live really close to Newport beach. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of, you know, ignorant people not paying attention to, <laughs> to the road out there. So yeah. Cause be Barsha careful. got clipped not too long ago, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure where that was, but yeah, he got clipped. Um, Jeff Ward, who you know I worked with yeah. for a few years now, he he got hit. Um, man, there, there's been some yeah there's, sketchy I'm, moments for sure. My yeah. son training, trying to be pro and all that kind of stuff. Asked for a road bike the other day, and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you go do motos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that, it's yeah. it's a little sketch. It's a really good good training mechanism, but I mean, I'd rather like do something else and not get run over yeah absolutely um so like i was ta- asking about the the state of motocross and stuff i've heard you know there's people you, would a um my mind just went blank a uh like a group of if a group of riders got together what am i thinking what, what uh, union? You're, i don't know what you're union. yes thank <laughs> yeah. you man my mind just completely blank do you think we don't have those in Texas, like a union could help or a ride i don't because you have the promoters you have the sponsors you have the oems you have the riders you have the truck builders are so many different groups that want to put their two cents in. And, you know, they're talking yeah, about, I, ad, oh, go ahead. I was, I said, they're, they're talking about extending supercross and maybe cutting motocross and, and, and it's too much. How do we fix that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we need like, um, you, you know, when I think when normal people think of union, you think of, you know, against the sport or against the promoters kind of thing. I don't think that's necessary. I think, 
I think the not necessarily the riders, but just the sport in general needs a union. You know, where the promoters talk to the riders, the riders talk to the OEMs, and and so forth. Like everybody kind of has their two cents. Everyone gets their part and right. gets to say uh, of you know where the sport's headed, you know where we're going racing, when we're going racing, kind of that whole thing. I don't think, you know, I don't think we need to like stand up against the system kind of thing. I think no. it just. Um, yeah. we just need to be more involved kind of thing and I, i've i've talked to you know dave prater um who runs you know Feld is, is a really good friend of mine so he i've talked to him about it before just about having you know maybe the riders being more involved or maybe getting invites to some of the meetings and and all that and he's he's always been really cool with that kind of stuff and i think he considers all that and and takes it all all in and, and really uh you know, weighs it all out. So yeah. hopefully, you know, we're headed in that direction. Hopefully we can be more involved in, and that's all, you know, that's, that's pretty easy. You know, I think that most of the riders are really laid back and understanding and, and same thing with the promoters. Sure. Well, I think if nothing else, just a riders association, one representative goes to these meetings, goes, you know, basically goes to bat for you guys. One voice. And acts as a buffer, maybe something, something along those lines. And, helps create a presence there that way your voices are heard without you actually having to go do all this yeah yeah maybe one day <laughs> yeah well just tell well, failed if failed wants more control tell him to start paying the riders maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe they can actually <laughs> well that's yeah. the problem i think is you know failed you know it's a business they're looking to make money and then you have monster who's the primary sponsor of supercross and they're sponsoring these gps or they're sponsoring this and they're demanding or forcing you guys that are are monster riders to be at certain events and man i just i think i don't know if the contracts could say something different where okay you have to do motocross supercross and one other race or it just seems like there's some way that you guys should get to have a little bit of a break not be forced to do things like to me the mx of nations is more important than the gp and that yeah i agree i don't and i don't think that's i don't think that's a an ama thing or a no thing or, or anything like that that's more of a that's a corporate you know thing. it's a it's a monster thing right. for for eli or something like that but, I but yeah want, that's um i want to see you guys have long careers and good careers and i want to see the sport grow you know we were just talking off air about like how nascar is and it takes like everybody as a group to care and work together and it doesn't feel like our sport does that yeah, no, I think, I don't know, I, you know, I, we all need to be more educated on it and yeah. maybe have some guidance on it. I don't think it's, like I said before, I don't think we need to stand up against, you know, the system. I think it, it just, we need to work with it and, and be more involved kind of thing. Absolutely. Agreed. Now, now, Cole, back, back to uh, Motocross of Nations, will you go over there like a week prior and uh, start getting ready for that, like getting acclimated, things like that? Um, yeah, I, not, probably not a week, but probably like five days or something like that, just to get, uh, just to get, you know, sleeping schedule. <laughs> I think that's going to be the <laughs> right, hardest right. thing. Get jet lag. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, and I, I've, from what I've seen from the track, it looks pretty cool. I think it has a really good flow, so I think I'll probably, you know, adapt to it pretty quick so yeah you've um, always had really good skill like that as far as timing sections and everything smooth. i mean ever since i've you've you've been i've seen you on bikes or whatever so yeah yeah no thanks thanks yeah i'm hoping that'll play play well, a good role in there <laughs> so you, we, we asked you when we first started this interview about you know your buds this weekend and you weren't too pumped on your second moto i guess but how do you feel about the year overall 
Um, it's been it's been good. I mean, I've I've you know I say this every year at the end of every year, but I've learned a lot. So I think that's you know the, the main takeaway. Um, obviously moving to Florida for the summer and kind of adjusting trainers and and you know learn just just there was a lot to learn. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And you know we we as a team we learned a lot about the new chassis, um, about just setup and all that kind of stuff. So I think all that's gonna play a favor or play in our favor for next year. Um, and you know I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think I think you know spending some time with the new trainer and with the new crew and all that kind of stuff is going to be really beneficial to me going into next year. Hey Cole, how good is that new Honda? <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's really good. It's just uh, it's been tricky. I mean, it's so different than last year. I don't, you know, I try and apply some of the stuff that I learned working with the last chassis to this year, and it doesn't always work. So that's uh, oh, it's been, that different. Been the biggest. Yeah, it's a lot different. Um, and it's very, like, this chassis I've noticed, like, you change one little thing and you really do feel it when you're out there. So kind of learning from that and trying to, you know, figure out which direction to go and all that kind of stuff. And it's been tricky, but, um, you know, we're getting the hang of it. And it's a, it's a really good bike. I'm, I'm really stoked with it. I think everyone's going to really like the new the new 250. Have you ridden that new 250? Yeah, I have. Um, it's It's awesome. I mean... The new chassis is awesome, and uh, some of the new, you know, new motor and, and all that kind of stuff, more power. Does it? Uh, you can delivery. really feel that, huh? You can really feel the difference in that new motor. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's That's trippy awesome. looking, you know, looking at the two pipes and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Hey, do you do you ever do any BMX still? Uh, not as much as I'd like. Definitely not. Um, I, I try to, uh, you know, when I'm home and, and in California and all that stuff, but. I, that's something that I really want to try and uh, take more time next year, yeah. especially before Supercross, and really kind of focus in on that. I think it helps a lot with Supercross, so I'd like to get out there a lot more. I was about to say, uh, yeah, you, you that that style, you've, you've got that real flowy, like smooth style, and you can definitely, like from somebody that McGrath, comes from a BMX McGrath, background yeah. like yeah. myself, like <laughs> you can definitely tell you have that. That's awesome. Thanks, yeah, no, I I, I don't even I don't even like try to like put that into my motocross. It's just I, I did BMX before I raced motocross, so I guess it was just always there. Right now, uh, you still playing with the drift cars? Any? Yeah, that's a uh, that's a huge part of my life. Um, probably a little bit more than it should be, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I got one that I'm always fixing, and then one that I'm building right now. So what are you uh, building? Very involved with that? Yeah, tell us um, what you're building. I'm building a it's a it's a Nissan S15. It's from Japan. Yeah, it's imported from, imported from Japan. So I got that hold of that thing last year, um, with no motor but completely clean stock chassis, which I was stoked on. And I just started building just this monster motor for it, and <laughs> a badass transmission and all that. And it's um, you know, way more in the hole than I thought it was going to be, but uh, it's going to be sweet. It's like my dream car, so so you, um, I'm, I'm stoked to have that thing. You watch that show, Mighty Car Mods? No, I don't. Dude, you got to watch that show because they're always bringing cars over from over from Japan, over to Australia, and building some of the oh, craziest yeah. stuff. You you would love it. If you're into that drift car and into those, those JDM stuff, you would absolutely love that show. It's so funny. Because those guys, because yeah, well, they're doing it like on a ridiculously low budget, so it's hilarious. <laughs> That's my kind yeah, of show I'm, right I'm, there. I'm obsessed with with Japanese imports. I love it. When I went over there for for the Japanese or all Japan National last year, I was like, you know, <laughs> on the hunt for skylines and and all that, just like trying to find every 
every car that I couldn't get over here, over there. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I imagine if you win this coming weekend, then you know where that bonus is going, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sadly, part of it will go to the car. There you help go. with the build. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, that's good though, man. It gives you a little bit of uh, happy medium. Not yeah. so much focus on the racing. Enjoy that's some important. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, me and me and two of my buddies that I got into it with, we've uh, we've started our own uh, kind of grassroots drifting like series. So oh, oh, cool. Hosting events and doing that whole thing, and and we have like we have an event coming up. I think it's October twenty second or twenty third, um, and it's it's just kind of cool. Just like it's more for like targeted towards beginner drivers and all that. So um, it's it's super fun just to kind of you know if if a driver needs help, we get in the car with them, help them out, learn, teach them a few things, and that's been a super fun thing for us to work with. So do you see that at that is maybe a career move once you decide you're done with moto is to try to get into motorsports drifting or, or, or things along that line um yeah i mean if it was if it was something that i could you know make a living doing yeah I'd, for sure i mean it'll always some, be something i'll do for fun sure. no matter what but um it'll always be my hobby but yeah it would be really cool to you know make money off that or, yeah. or whatever be able to kind of you know transition into that second chapter i guess absolutely well, we're getting close to uh, wrapping up here, but I just want to know how it is uh, with Ryan working on your bikes. So you have to double check everything. <laughs> no, he's been good. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's, he's a lifesaver because man, I moved out here like it was like within two weeks. I just decided I was moving to Florida, and I didn't have anything. You know, I didn't yeah. have an apartment, and I have nothing. So it was uh, kind of nice to <laughs> to have somebody that I already knew. You know, working yeah. on my stuff. Who are you training with, like on a daily basis? Um, I mean, me and Christian, Craig, you know, we, right. we live in right down the street from each other so, or in the same apartment complex. So we're in the gym together every day. Um, I got you. And then like on the road bike or, or riding, if I'm riding, I'm, I'm always riding with Cincerello. So him and I are always kind of, you know, pushing each other and, and elevating each other. And I was super stoked for him to get his, you know, first win and yeah. then first overall. Yeah. yeah. In the same day. Yeah, I don't think there are too many people that weren't happy about that. Right. Uh, we got to give a special thank you to Ryan Bailey yep. for hooking this interview up. And, uh, man, <laughs> thank you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. It's, it's hard to get contact sometimes. And Ryan hooked us up with you and uh, Christian. And we had Paige on a couple weeks ago on a live show. That was pretty fun. So, yeah, Ryan, Ryan nice. is really appreciated. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, hey, Cole, we know you're a busy guy. We won't take any more of your time. But, man, thanks for coming on. And we are really, really pumped about you and representing us over there in uh, England this year. And go yes, get them, sir. dude. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, if you ever need anything, shut me up. All right, Absolutely. Cole. Thank you. Thanks, Cole. See you guys. See you. Later. HRC Honda's Cole Seeley. I always like cool, Cole, man. man. He's like this chill dude. He's, yeah. He just looks really sick on a dirt bike, and yeah, he's got this whole other thing he does away from moto with the drift car stuff. He's dude, he is killer on a BMX bike. Have y'all ever seen any of his? Stuff? I haven't. No. That kid, that dude's he's gnarly. He can ride cool. one for sure. So well, and like you're saying, like like he was saying, like McGrath has that style, yeah. and so does he. Just that smooth, I love timing, it. and and mm -hmm. I guess that's where it comes from. That. So I guess I'm going to have to start riding the BMX Well, I rode BMX bikes, but I somehow don't have that smooth, <laughs> right. smooth, silky timing. I don't know. Yeah, but, I think there's still a little bit of talent that has to go along with that. Well, uh, I, have, I have zero talent. Talent so. stuff I'm sitting in a room me. full of talentless people, so it is what it is, you know. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't argue too much. Every one of you guys are lying to yourselves right now. Every one of you. They're like, well, you're like, no, I have talent. No, you don't. That's why no, you're I'm sitting not. here with me Mm-mm. talking shit. I'm not, I'm not arguing at all. <laughs> I can see the look on TJ's face. We'll I have this many well, quad championships. Again, like, like we, have this many uh, Lone Star Series championships. Like we talked about you and I in Texas. I think. TJ, maybe his mama was like, everything you did was great. <laughs> oh, oh baby, TJ, you're the most beautiful, you're the most kid. handsomest boy here. Yeah, because <laughs> he seems to think everything he does is great, and we don't think anything he does is great. <laughs> I mean, I hate. I got to give him the credit on the producing the of the tech show. Side, he's got because that down. James keeps screwing it up. Yeah. So when he's how talking, do you? How are you a hell of a mechanic, James? Like TJ, uh, a good mechanic. Whoa, 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 whoa! He's a good parts changer. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, he knows for a living. No, no, he's no yeah, he, he, he's, <laughs> he works on BMWs for a living. I'm yeah, yeah. he's a good automotive mechanic. They don't let they generally don't let idiots work on BMWs. So I'm, he, he's, I don't know he, how he got in there. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, you know? But, it's, uh, but uh, anyways, Sealy's awesome. I always root for that guy. I bet, I bet Honda keeps him around. He's too, he's yeah, too good yeah, so. second guy to have. Right, you know? dude can win main events. He has. I yeah. mean, so I remember seeing him. 2010, when he was on the Troy Lee team, he was number 200. I'm like, that's a number that will stand out at you. Right, right. And this dude, this kid's, he's got this sick style, and he's real smooth. And you're like, damn, he's good, you know? And yeah. He's made he's, a hell of a He's career. one of those guys that, you know, sometimes he, he kind of goes under the radar a little bit, you know, like a Weimer has or a Tickle, but it keeps putting in awesome results. And like I was saying, a lot of people be like, oh, that guy sucks. Why does he have a ride? But, man, they're <clears> – <throat> Fucking badass riders, yeah, you know. No, I mean, for sure. there's only a couple guys that are going to be the elite best guys. Yep. But yeah. But the other, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, all the way, honestly, all the way through the main events are the mo- are amazing riders, and these guys are just deserve everything they get and more. The the pay should be evened out somehow, and these guys should get a lot more credit because it without them. We don't have a sport. We can't only have three super fast guys, and that's all we care about. Well, uh, yeah, I hear you. And we don't think any of us meant to get off on that a tangent right. about it, but I'm going to reiterate what he's saying. Yeah, something needs to be done about that. Yeah. Seriously, like, th- that, that's bullshit. you got to pay these guys better. Yeah. They're out there almost dying, you know, several times a night. Right. And getting paid peanuts for it. Like, yep. that's just, I mean, there's only a couple guys making really good money, and then everybody yeah, else. It's, it's and this is right. an age-old argument. We've been hearing it on other podcasts, you know, The Pulp Show, all these guys. But there's a reason why everybody keeps talking about it and something needs to be done about it you know? yeah or right. our, our sport's gonna die otherwise yeah, eventually i'm not not super stoked about where we're all headed you know like there's tracks closing everything's mm-hmm. getting more expensive bike sales are down i'm like this is well, obviously we're gonna have to, to uh talk a little bit more about this in our locals yeah. only segment well but, and we were talking about a topic earlier based off kenny watson's interview last night on poll but we're gonna have kenny on next week to talk about yeah, something yeah. and maybe we can talk more about it with him then also well, i haven't yeah. told you that yet well, he, he, yeah. the, 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 that guy he offers some very very valuable insight yeah i mean yeah. He, you know he, he's had a, a position inside the industry where he's seen the team being held back because of promoters or whatever the rules are that are not the, the rules are not helping our sport grow the people that should be helping it grow are not – they're hindering us. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, so, cool. yeah, we're about to go get Dustin on. Do we need to take a break first? Or yeah. Okay. Let's cool. do that. Let's take a break. Hey, this is Paige Craig, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
All right, guys, welcome back again. Big shout out Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, MX Girl Designs, York Welling and Fab, TPJ Racing. Speaking of, TPJ Racing Zone, Dustin Pipes is on the show. Dustin, what's up, dude? Uh, nothing much, just hanging out, uh, waiting to uh, get a call from you guys. Waiting to get that intro right, huh? <laughs> yeah, it took a couple times. It took a couple times. Yeah. We're still yeah. learning here. Yeah, we're still learning, man. Well, Hey, Dustin, tell us how your summer's going, bud. Um, well, the summer's hasn't been going too too well. I actually just um uh, broke my wrist um Ooh. a couple of rounds ago. So yeah, I've been out um for a couple of rounds, and then before that, I missed the beginning of it with a uh, broken call a uh, broken collarbone. Excuse me. So um not really the best summer, but um. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes in this sport. Um, it's a tough sport, and a lot of guys get hurt, and you fall. And that's what happens when you try and go go uh, fast, I guess. Right, yeah. right. How, what is the severity on your wrist? Is it just a couple weeks recovery time, a couple months, surgery? What, what's um, going on with that? Um, it's another probably like two, two weeks, so it's about a month thing. Um, it's not too bad right now. Like I'm not in a cast. They just gave me a brace and stuff. Nah, nothing where I have to go in and get it fixed. Um, it's just kind of playing, you know, just, just make sure you wait and don't do anything that's going to make it worse. Yeah. I didn't realize you'd gotten hurt. I didn't, I didn't see that. I knew you weren't at Bud's Creek, but I did not realize you were injured. Mm -hmm. Um, so right off the bat with the broke wrist, we need to get you in some all sport braces. It sounds like there you go. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. But, uh, get you in touch with Jeff, get you set up. Right. But yeah, I'd be pumped. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, your season, Summer hasn't gone as well as you'd like it to have, but have you learned anything? You know, have you got anything positive out of the season? Um, in terms of, I don't know, honestly. Um, I think the thing that I can take away from it is that I think, you know, when you're when you're healthy and you're rocking and rolling, you get into a rhythm and you can be a little bit better rider. I think this whole year, it's uh, I broke my wrist at the beginning of the year, then I broke my collarbone, then I broke my wrist again. It's just kind of never got going. So I think, uh, you know, the main thing you can learn is just try to try and do all you can to stay um, uh, healthy. And, uh, you know, that's the main thing. I think once you're healthy and you can get in a groove, I think you're a better rider. And um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that this year. But, you know, um, that's why they make, you know, that's why they have more of a uh, dirt bike races right right what are your plans for next year after you get healed up do you have are you uh, you're gonna run supercross you're gonna do it under tpj um you know that's kind of all up in the air um uh, i haven't really talked to ted too too uh, much a, a about uh next year um i know he's trying to put some stuff together maybe make uh, the team a little bit better so um that's what i'm hearing once he figures that out um i'll probably you know talk to him and kind of see what's going on um, obviously I would love to race my dirt bike. Uh, I have a ton of fun doing it. So, um, as long as I'm having fun racing, then, um, uh, I want to go and ride. Well, man, we'd love to see you back out there on that new Suzuki next year. Tell us a little bit oh, about that yeah. thing. I know you got to ride it recently. It is, it is so much better than the old bike. And you know, what's crazy is I, I actually really like the old bike cause I've been on it for so long. So I was comfy with it. And, um, you know, it's just the bike that I was used to. So obviously I knew the ins and outs and I was, and I just love that bike. And I got on that new bike and it was, I like instantly threw, threw down a moto on it. Felt, I mean, it was, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. 
And it was so good that I got on my old bike when I got back home, and I literally couldn't ride it. It took me all day to feel comfy <laughs> on it again. It it sucked. But, um, yeah, that, that new bike is all that it's hyped up to be for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're excited yeah, about man, that. I, I'm a, a, a Suzuki guy, me too. Yeah, yeah. A Suzuki guy. I'm sure I've had Hondas the last few years, but I was mm-hmm. curious how that new bike was going to go, if it was going to – they were going to stay true to, you know, how good Suzuki's turned this and that. And it sounds like mm-hmm. it's even better, so that's awesome. You know what is, honestly, I think it turns better. I think the how they used to have the frame was just a little bit too raked up, and I would kind of knife it some some uh, times in the front, and I think they yeah. made that better, and it really sets sets good in the rear. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an all-in-all better bike. Uh, yeah. It was really good. I heard you were just out there just throwing lap after lap after lap on that thing. And for <laughs> and for you to be like, you know, what do you call it? You know, able to just moto that thing like that right off the bat. It was all stock, right? I mean, except for clickers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I just did, uh, I did, I don't really know what I, I Honestly, I think I just went out and rode. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was pretty badass. I was like the only guy out there that just went out and did did like motos everyone else was trying to take photos so right i don't know if i did my job too well because i was just a little pumped to be there and be at that track but uh, i just couldn't help it you know so you were talking about like getting back on your bike and racing i know that i've I've heard because we've been looking into doing arena cross stuff with my son there's an arena cross coming up this fall like a whole series that they're putting together I, i don't know much about it have you looked into that yet um no nothing really um for me uh it's hard to kind of leave where i'm at um just in central cal cal yeah california um just because you know i work for my dad during the week and uh, i got a house here and stuff like that so it's just kind of hard to travel i got too 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 far but i mean if i can get you know stuff like those in the uh, works you know i'll be i'll be pumped to go race yeah Now, now dustin you were still going to school for a while too weren't you yeah, yeah, um, I'm still doing that right now. Uh, classes started last week, so um, got a lot, got a lot on my plate right now. Yeah, so. it sounds like it. Uh, you know, it was really cool of uh, Mathis to get you to do that for Pulp MX. And do you think that'd be something you'd like to do down the road? Is be, just be a test rider, kind of like Kiefer does, and maybe do that full time for magazines or somebody like Kiefer or Pulp? Um, I don't know if that's in my future, but I definitely like going and, you know, checking out the new bikes and what all the, uh, factories have to say and kind of what they're trying to go and like the direction that they want to go with their bikes and stuff like that. That was awesome to uh, me just to be involved in that. Um, being a test rider, I don't think that's something that's in my future, but, um, I did talk to Steve and he said that he's going to send me to some more, uh, if he can. So I'm a uh, way up for that. That's very cool awesome. yeah yeah get go yeah. do some of like the bike shootouts you get to ride all of them that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah no that'd be rad i, I don't always be leery about that though like what if you like one more another bike better than the one you're racing <laughs> you know like, oh, like, you're like, like you oh, get on your shit, old you, know? you get on your old suzuki you know? after riding the new suzuki yeah <laughs> yeah right you know what's crazy is i wasn't sure which brand i was gonna be on next year and after riding the new bike i was like pretty sold to stay on what i'm at so honestly, I think I think it can only do you good because even if another bike is better than the one you're riding, you you kind of know what you're lacking, and there's a direction that you want to go or something that maybe you can go with on the bike that you're currently on. So I don't think doing that is you know so so much a bad thing. I think you know what the other bike's strengths are, what they're what you know they need to work on. 
So overall, I think that would only be a good thing. Yeah, for sure. I, that's definitely a good point to make. So, uh, but yeah, man, got to stay on those Suzuki's, dude. They're awesome. Yeah, no, they're good bikes. So, yeah. So do you? Uh, I read that you were into uh, skating, skateboarding. Do you still do that? Is that a hobby that you're into? No, I don't. I don't think I've ever really been into that. Uh, I like longboards sometimes, but uh, okay, uh, I'm maybe. not a good skater. Yeah. I guess I, I I read that I was doing some research on you on Racer X and it popped up and I was like that's okay. cool man I used to skate when I was a kid so I thought maybe that was something you were into. No, I'm not like good at it, but I'll just ride <laughs> ride ride with my friends or something and just kind of cruise cruise to that town, but uh, nothing you know nothing too gnarly. Okay, okay, cool. I don't know how dark side could be that good at skating. He's like like got these big huge long legs. Like he could step over a barbed wire fence. Yeah, I, he's like six foot three. Kind of gangly <laughs> for a skater. I'm just saying. I was like thirteen when I did it. So you know, <laughs> Dustin, how tall are you, bro? Uh, I'm six foot. Oh yeah, yeah so tall, you're tall too. Yeah, he's so, tall yeah. guy too. I knew you were taller, but mm-hmm. shoot. <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So let me ask you about any of your hobbies. I, I got word that you're into uh, saltwater aquariums. How's that going? Um, I mean, I guess it's going. I don't know if it's a hobby yet. Um, <laughs> your uh, chicks are a little it. obsessed. Yeah, like I'm like way obsessed with it. I don't know. It's just it's like super nerdy, but I'm way into it. <laughs> it's, so it's like, I don't cool. know what to do. It's pretty cool, yeah. but I would think it's really expensive. It's dude. It's yeah. It's expensive. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I almost cussed, but That's yeah. All right. I honestly. Yeah, I I like went into the store and the guys were saying like, oh no, you can get this and this and this. It won't be that much. And then I went and started doing it, and I was like, all right, to get like the really good stuff, like you gotta spend money. So <laughs> right. yeah, I've been like slowly piecing it together, and um, yeah, I'll probably start in like a month or two. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a passion. Um, it's kind of weird that that would be my passion, honestly. I'm a Star Wars um, nerd, so it doesn't get yeah, we're, we're hanging out with, cool. with Darkseid, who has got tattoos of okay. Star Wars. Yeah, like Darth oh, Vader dude. on his arm. Darth yeah, Maul. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm a dork. That's commitment, man. That's yeah, no doubt. Yeah. He's a, he's a self-proclaimed Sith Lord. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. Oh, shit. Don't, don't listen to these guys. He's an, evil, yeah. he's an evil dude, man. Yeah, stay back away from him a little bit. I don't know why we're doing oh, this. Oh, damn. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so how long are you projecting to be out with this wrist injury? Um, I'm probably going to jump on the bike in a, in a, a couple of weeks or so, probably okay. two or three. Um, it's just kind of all with feel now. Um, that's Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just kind of feel whenever the pain kind of stops is when he said I can go back on it. It, it wasn't that bad of a break, so um, right. just kind of maybe when, when I can stand it. Monster Cup, that's kind of close to the house. Yeah, for sure, Monster Cup. That'd be awesome. Sure. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, All right. Right on, man. We so have... what do you think about Ted Parks? I mean, he seems to be a good dude. I think he's good for the sport, what he's doing for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted Parks for president. Yeah, yeah he's helped <laughs> us out a lot. Like That's why he's an honorary sponsor. Um, mm-hmm. he, he seems really like he cares about you guys, and he's trying to you – know, he told us when we were at Lakewood that he was going to try to expand the team, maybe to have an arena cross team. Uh, I don't know if all that's out there yet, but I said it. So hey, it's just, just dropped but it. Nobody listens to this <laughs> show anyway. I, I mean, how much has he helped you out? Um, honestly, you know, Ted Ted has probably the biggest heart in the whole paddock. Um, and I don't – I wouldn't even have a problem saying that to anybody else. Um, him and Kathy will go, you know, as far as they can go to help any rider. Um, and I think that just speaks to the type of people that they are. Um they love the sport and they love helping out people. They love the privateers. 
and um, they're definitely like family. Um, I've been with them for a couple years now, and uh, you know, taking the bikes all all across the country, uh, did different sponsors helping out, Fly, Lucas, uh, Karcher. Um, just, just, you know, the amount that they do for the sport, um, they probably contribute more than, uh, anybody else with the amount of money that they're able to put in and stuff. Right. Um, obviously that's not a factory team, but I mean, they treat every rider like they're gold and, uh, yeah, they're just great people. We saw that in Lakewood and, uh, yeah, just, Oh, Ted gave us the red carpet. Yeah, team, absolutely. Yeah. He's absolutely. a good dude, man. Just good mm-hmm. people. He's told us anything you need, you know, and he's gotten us, some you know some of the riders to come on our show and he's he got his mm-hmm. passes while we have to yeah good people man it's definitely a good mm-hmm. organization to be in with you know mm-hmm. so yeah man really really glad that you're getting some help from him and hope to see you get healed up soon and get back we okay. definitely want to see you yeah. at supercross next year houston yeah, and dallas no, man that's, that's where we're at awesome awesome yeah uh, i mean that's the plan you know as soon as i can start riding and then i'll get on one of those new bikes one of those there new zooks and uh i'll get to it that's kind of the plan Hey, Dustin, I got one more question for you. Uh, your boot selection. I noticed that you wear the Tech 7 boots. The reason I'm pointing this right. out is I wear the – I love them. They're the best-feeling boot I've ever put on my feet. Oh, my God, What yes. was the reason for you to choose those, like, say, over a Tech 10? You know, honestly, like, I can't get my Tech 10s – this is going to sound bad because I ride for the company, but um, – I just can't – I just couldn't shift or I couldn't break in them very well. I had the and, same problem. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's just to have a bigger foot or if I grip a little differently, but I was having problems with them, and uh, I finally switched to that 7, and it totally changed it for me. Um, I love the 7s. They're a little lighter. There's not as much uh, rubber and stuff on the bottom, yep, yep. Well, and had, it's just a comfort. We've yeah. had two pair and broke the hinge in both of them. <laughs> that does happen, and, but... Is it, like right there, the, the ankle? inside? Yeah, is, is, have you had that issue? I'm not going to say if I had that issue or not. <laughs> but you should uh, go back and listen to Kiefer's podcast. He did one on boots, and he talked about that boot. Dude, I'm riding with a pair of yeah. those sevens that does that has one of the inside hinges busted, and I don't even notice it. I just keep riding. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to catch it on something one day and right. be sorry. But, but yeah, uh, no, I just I like the way that the boot with no with the no the inner booty. I don't like the inner booties. It just I feel like mm-hmm. it takes away from the feel of shifting, breaking, you know, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So I was just mm-hmm. curious, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, I have had that kind of like uh, inside stuff kind of tear up, and I just send it in. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever done that, but oh, when yeah. I send it in, they'll like restitch it like extra, like hardcore. Right. So once once they kind of do do that to it, then it, then they're usually good to go. Well, we had two pair broke. They the first pair we sent in, and um, I bought my son another pair while we were waiting mm-hmm. for that pair to come back. They were they warranted the first pair. The second pair was a completely mm-hmm. different. It was a different color and everything, and they he, those broke, and they won't warranty them for I guess we don't have to worry about getting Alpine Stars as a, as a sponsor on this show now. <laughs> I'm pissed. Yeah, you might want to go yeah. Garnet. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love Alpine Star. I haven't said anything. Tech 7 for life, man. I love them. But, <laughs> I've got like four pair of Tech 8s. Yeah. I mean, I'm Alpine Star. But, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to get yeah, a pair of 7 Deuce Deuce's uh, extra boots. There you I'll go. hit him up. Yeah, that's right. Well, hey, Dustin, <laughs> hey, Dustin have we know one. you're a busy guy. We won't keep you any longer, man, but thanks for coming on. We really appreciate your time, bud. Thanks, Dustin. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Have a um, a good night. You too, man. Thanks. Thanks. TPJ Racing's Dustin Pipes, ladies and gentlemen. Like that guy, man. He's a main event, dude. Supercross. He's good. That's legit. That's right. College student, you know, hard worker. So we sort of had a change of schedule while that was going on. I got a text. Um, Rich Taylor with X-Brand cannot come on tonight. Okay. He's he's got a family issue, but um, 
his son, Little RT, okay, who is a uh, he's riding for the Suzuki team. Yeah, um, we, we can have him on here in awesome. a minute. So just letting everybody know, we're going to have Rich on probably next week for the um, locals only segment. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, let's. I guess we do. We take another break and try to get our yep, phone number. Get our set. next guest. The next guest going. Y'all, y'all hold hey, on. Before while we, we do that, figure our shit out. Before we quick. do that, two quick things. I want to give Daniel Blair of Main Event Moto a thanks because he gave us a shout out on his show this last right. Sunday. And Main Event Moto podcast. Tune in. It's good. Yeah, and that D- was his song. We just came back. To yes, that thing yes. DB has been really good to us, man. Um, he's helped me out a lot on some things. And then also, I told Chris Kiefer that we would mention the. Um, raffle, raffle for Nona. If you guys listen to the Pulp Show, you know all about this. If not, go listen to the Pulp yeah, Show. Yeah, go listen. Yeah, listen <laughs> to the Pulp. Chris Kiefer was at Loretta Lynn's last week. He pitted next to a, an older lady. Uh, they called her Nona. She's been going to Loretta's for a long time with her husband. Her husband passed away a couple years ago. She still goes and he, qualifies. She has, I think she hasn't. I don't know that she's actually made the show. She's been like an alternate. Oh, okay, alternate. That's what. Yeah. Um, but she's riding like a clapped out 150 or something. And Chris really wanted to help her out. So he's raffling off his custom painted Kiefer After Dark helmet. Um, on, here's the website it is raffle.pulpmx.com. Or you can go to at kkiefer120 and get all the info. But I just wanted to give a shout out, help this lady out. Kiefer's good people, Pulp's good people. That um, helmet's sick. Yeah, they're $20 yeah, tickets nice. for a chance to uh, win this badass helmet painted by at Flying Colors. Check it out, man. Just wanted to throw that out there. I told him I would, and uh, I think it's a good cause. I love yeah. the logo on top of it. With yeah. the hot, yeah, with the silhouette of the, yeah, the of Heather Kiefer. Dark. We're gonna yeah. call it Heather Kiefer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go. All right, he was gonna come on tonight and and talk about it, but he's he's tied up with some of his testing stuff. So, all right, guys, quick break. We'll be right back yeah. with locals only. Locals only, man. Get out of here. Go back to the valley, kook. All right, guys, it's time. Our locals only segment. Joining us for that is Suzuki Amateur Racing's Richard Taylor, little RT. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on? Just sitting here talking some motocross, talking about Bud's Creek and whatnot. And um, we originally were going to have your dad on, but we decided to uh, to ditch him, and get you yeah. instead. And uh, somebody who's actually still racing. Yeah, we the want local. somebody who's actually still racing to uh, to join in on this discussion. <laughs> So yeah, I'm more fun to talk to anyway. Probably so, yeah, <laughs> there yeah. There you go. Your dad was telling us that you're recovering from an ACL injury. Um, how'd that come about? Uh, it was just stupid stuff. ACL injuries are always dumb things that could be prevented. So uh, I was actually just finished a moto, and I was messing around with my buddies riding just after for play riding, just for fun, after my motos were done for the day. And I, I hit him by accident and stuck my foot out and dabbed it and popped my ACL went. And that oh, wow. was that. So wow, did yeah. Have, so, did you have braces on? Yeah, I had braces on. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. one of those things. Maybe there was already some stress on it, and you just hit it just the right way for it to go pop, man. This is a bummer. Yeah, I know that it's it's kind of a bummer deal, just because I guess with I mean, braces are obviously a big help, and they can prevent it. It's just yeah, if you just get it the wrong way, it's still. It'll mess you up. And then I, I was riding that. I tried riding with it because my growth plates weren't closed yet. So I couldn't get surgery immediately. So I had to ride with it for a couple months and I had to wait until April to get surgery. So it was a couple months of riding with torn ACL. Oh, man. And uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't really perform to the best of my abilities. I couldn't go as fast as I wanted to because if I would dab it wrong, my knee would pop out. So oh, really, yeah. I, I went through that. Yeah. This is TJ. I went through that and blew an ACL out and I never got it fixed 
on one of my knees and I regret that so bad because I just it started getting better where I could deal with it but then every time my foot would hit the ground it would pop out and then when I blew the other one out I went and got it fixed I was like yeah I'm not going through that again yeah I mean I know a lot of people don't need them to get them fixed but I don't know I, it was really easy for mine to pop back out I tried but yeah I had to get them fixed well, Richard, what we want to what we want to really ask you tonight and discuss is uh, you probably have to you probably do a lot of local racing and um, th- things of that nature. You know, you live in are you in Southern California? Say that again. Are you Sorry. are you in I Southern California? Yeah, Southern California. Now, down by LA. Now, uh, just we're just curious. We know what the local scene is around here, where it yeah, was. We're in Texas, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we're in Texas, by the way. And uh, do you notice? Are you are you seeing good turnouts at these things? Is it you've been around this sport your whole life? Your dad raced for a long time. Uh, do you notice it being like good local turnouts? The gates being full, or is it kind of died off a little bit out there? Um, I mean, I felt like it was really big turnouts at a lot of the local races around me. Uh, like a year or two ago, it was huge. Like a lot of the like the Trans World Series around me was really big. Back when I was in the C-Class a few years ago, they would get like 60 riders in just the C-Class. It's crazy. Wow. in local races, like national-level turnout. But I don't know. I feel like recently it's kind of died off a little bit. But I also haven't been at a lot of the racetracks lately just with this injury. I've been training and trying to get better. So the nationals are still big. I know like Oak Hill seemed like it got a lot smaller the past few years. But everything like the big ones like Loretta's and Freestone and everything like that's huge still. But I know the local stuff around me, seems like it's it's pretty consistent but it's a little less than i would like to see and how big it was a couple of years ago so yeah around here we've got our biggest classes right now are the vet classes and the 50 classes i mean those are basically the older guys and the newer riders i mean what are you seeing like from what you remember out there that you see classes that are growing or falling off like like that kind of stuff well, like I said, uh, the C-Class always used to be the biggest. It was always, like, at least 40 guys, and I feel like that's almost falling off a little bit. It's getting less and less. Uh, the pro classes are never that crowded. They're local things. Uh, I do agree that the 50 classes are big by me, lots of 50 riders, uh, but the vet ones aren't don't seem to be as big as they are in Texas, so... Yeah, it, that's definitely – we're all older guys, so we run vet classes. But we've been getting a lot of feedback from some of our listeners and our friends that they're disappointed in how these tracks are being run with too many classes maybe, like way too many 50cc classes. And, you know, if you're a rider, you're out there for 8 to 10 hours all day. And, if, you know, say you only run run one class, you get two motos and it takes like 8 or 10 hours to do. That's the issue we're having in Texas is just – we maybe need some organization changes. Do you see any of that when you're out there? You probably run a lot of classes, but does it take? seem like it takes all day to get a, a, a race done? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something to look at. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, um, like, there's new classes, like in the C class, for example, there's all these, li- these limited classes and age classes. And, yeah, there's a bunch of weird 50 classes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it does take a long time for the races to get through all of them, especially if you're doing one class. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I mean, it makes sense. You wouldn't want to go sit out there all day just to ride your two motos and waste a whole day to ride two motos. So, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of classes. I think it's just for promoters to get more money just so people race more classes. Right. But, uh, yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if there was – 
a demand for it, but I don't think there is. I think they're just making it up to get more turnouts, and I don't know. It's not really working. What about, like, your dad probably deals with this more than you do, but if there's an issue with a track that you're at, do the promoters, track owners seem to listen to you guys? We know what happened to your brother, and that seems like just a terrible situation. That track didn't seem like they were listening, but is that common, or do these tracks seem to pay attention to you guys? Um. Well, I have personally gone to a track to a promoter and said, this track's too fast, this is too sketchy for 40 guys to be going at the same time. And they, some promoters will kind of listen and they'll be focused on changing it for me. But if if it's not just me, if it's like it makes sense to change it. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of tracks that uh that need to really focus on that stuff more because like what happened with my brother. Yeah. Um, it didn't need to happen, and it was a dumb section, and it wasn't even a cool section. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they need to listen to the riders more because they're the ones riding the track and in danger. The promoters are just there to put it on. So agreed. So mm-hmm. what what you know. What, what is your plans for the future? You uh, do you want to go pro and you know try to make a living at this? Yeah, I mean that's the goal. I've been training harder than ever ever since my injury. Honestly, since I've been hurt, I'm in better shape than I've ever been, just because I've been in the gym four days a week, cardio two days a week, and just I'm gonna I'm changing my program changes monthly, so it, it changes all the time. But um, I feel in really good shape. I'm gonna do all the A class. This year at all the amateur nationals, I'm going to do all the arena crosses and try and get my supercross points. Um, cool. Yeah, I really yeah Suzuki's helping me a lot, so uh, I have the support and I have the talent and I'm putting in the work. So hopefully it shows this year. How old are you right now, Richard? I just turned 19, like okay. a week ago. You're older. I thought you. I mm-hmm. I thought you were a little younger than that. That's awesome. Well, yeah, you you definitely yeah. you're definitely wise beyond your years, man. That's probably <laughs> a lot to do with growing up around this and and being involved, you know. Yeah, I started pretty late too. I didn't start really racing seriously until I was fourteen or fifteen, maybe fifteen. Yeah, so I went C class, B class, A class, and year after year, I didn't spend two years in the class really. Uh, and then uh, I got hurt last. This whole past year has kind of been a wash just from my. ACL, so I really haven't gotten much A class experience yet. But all next year, I'm hoping to come in and be a be a force in that class. Well, looking at uh, Justin Cooper, who spent an, you know a little more time in the amateurs or, or turned pro a little older than some of the some of these amateur phenom quote unquote kids. I think it's a payoff. I think I think I, letting kids get eight, nineteen, twenty years old, then going pro. You know, you're a little more mature. You're a little stronger. Your body's more. I think it. I think it's actually going to be yeah, a benefit, and yeah, we may like see that. more and more of that. Mm-hmm. And having a dad. Yeah, I agree. Say, and having a dad that's been in the business, he'll be able to keep your head on straight. You know, some of these kids, it's, it's too much too soon, and I don't think your dad would allow those things to happen. The money, you know, and spending, blowing your money, and not being focused. I, I think your dad is a smart guy, and he's been in the industry so long that he'll keep you on the right track. Yeah, he definitely knows what he's doing. He's been in there and done that. So it's really cool if I ever have a question about something or even helps a lot of the track, too, with line choices and how to not get arm pump and tired and all all these different things. He has so much knowledge, so it's a really good resource to have him there with me. And you're old enough now that you're wise enough to listen. With kids at 15, they don't listen to Dad. No. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're wearing the best goggles in the business. Sorry about that. Yeah, of course. X-Brain goggles, best goggles there is. So yeah. I got a question. 
what if you get uh, approached by a team and it's a team it's a team deal and man they already got a goggle deal lined up is that gonna be tough on you or i've thought of that before and i've asked him before that exact question he i mean uh yeah there's not a goggle issue uh if the team wants to pay me and wants to help me and support me and it's a goggle deal i'll run their goggles but i might not uh, I don't know. Maybe he could try and get a goggle deal in there as part there of the deal. So I, I bet he, know. yeah, I, I bet he could find the salary. Get you some X brand frames with a different strap. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm a, yeah. I'm a vendor out here, a rep for X brand. So I've been trying to sell them like crazy out yeah. here in Texas. Oh, every one of us has got like yeah. five or six pair now. Like we just I, buy the crap. I just oh, got yeah. a brand new pair from Darkside tonight. I'm sitting yeah. here. I've been wearing them during the show. whole the whole show. So yeah. <laughs> I'm all about I'm all about your dad's goggles, and it was 100 percent because of his customer service. Your dad is just good dude, man. I appreciate him. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. It's a big deal with us in Southern California. Uh, with me and my brother usually racing, we're always at the track. So tons of people appreciate us always being there with product when they need it. They can just come up to us at the track and get stuff. So that's another reason why a lot of people buy me wear it. No, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, well, they're, they're, it's a great product, man, and uh, we, it, I look for big things for them in the future. They're already big, and I, want, I hope it continues to get bigger. But uh, I know you're a busy kid, man. You probably got to get back to, to training or doing whatever it is you do. So going to bed, probably. Yeah, going to bed, probably, so we won't take any more <laughs> yeah. of your time. But thanks for joining us tonight, man. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks. Thanks to you guys. I appreciate you coming to me when my dad couldn't make it it's cool to yeah. talk and get exposure and talk to you guys and get used to doing this stuff so we're just, awesome. we're just gonna you. call you from now on <laughs> yeah it was actually kind of cooler than yeah. your dad so yeah we'll get you back on next year man once you start making doing some of these arena crosses we'll have you on we'll talk about it and um yeah we'll get you on anytime you want oh for sure thanks that'd be awesome okay hey and i hope your brother gets better i know yeah, your, your uh your dad's you know taking care of him right now so yeah prayers to your brother yeah, thank, yeah, for sure. Prayers to Zach. He had surgery today. He had another surgery today. So yeah, yeah. He, uh, and he's got one tomorrow too. Oh so man, that's what you're doing. He's going through a rough time, but uh, he's getting through it. He'll be back stronger. Absolutely, so, awesome. All good. All right, Richard. Have a good night, bud. Appreciate it. All right, thank you guys very much. Okay, man. Later. Thank you. See ya. Little RT. Yeah, dude. He's smart. He's a yeah, smart very kid. well spoken. Yeah, he. Uh, I like. Like back to what TJ said, I like to see he's not 16 trying to turn pro, you know, and he started later. I feel like like McGrath, that's the same deal with him. He didn't start yep. racing until he was 14. No, it's and that's a big deal, I think. I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. Well, I still even feel Mc... like there's a place for those people to make it. I really and McGrath, do. I think it was McGrath that was saying that those, that the, you really have about 10 years of peak performance. Mm -hmm. And then after that, and so these guys that are turning pro a little bit later, I mean, or, and I hate to say this, use it, and he did get a win this weekend. But you look at Cincerillo, who grew up as the amateur phenom mm -hmm. his whole life, and then yep. got to the pros, you know, and started getting hurt. And started getting hurt. Yeah. Things happening, and, and you probably got probably some burnout when all yeah. those things started happening. Well, so. here's the deal: like they, he should have he should have raced the B class on a 250F for a year before he came. Because you remember yeah. he, he got off super minis and turned pro. Yeah. Should have stayed in the amateurs another year. That's just my opinion. I know I don't know shit. You don't. Nobody has to reiterate that. And his to me. growth spurt. That's just he my had a opinion. growth spurt right in the middle of coming into. You, you a see pro. what happened? He's but, a different dude two years later. But the height good, and physical stature. You know? And the good thing is, though, he had Mitch Payton in his corner, who who has believed in him this whole time. Yeah, so. and he just re up for yeah. two more years yeah. of pro circuit. So that's awesome. That, Congrats, yeah. AC. That's good He's gonna get some wins. His his next year is gonna be way better. That's absolutely, right. Absolutely, absolutely. But anyways. 
All right, guys, coming up next. Well, this man really needs no introduction. If you read Racer X online, if you watch videos, if you listen to the Pulp Show, you know him well. None other than David Pingree. Ping, what's up, dude? Hey, guys. Uh, it's cruising. How are you guys tonight? Doing well, man. Doing well. We've uh, just been talked to Cole Seeley earlier. That was pretty cool. I know yeah. you had a uh, – he was one of your riders when you were a team manager over at TLD. Yep. Yeah, I don't think y'all yep. got along Cole's that well. Y'all didn't get along that well, did y'all? Yeah. <laughs> Cole and I, yeah. yeah. yeah no, we, like... we honestly had we had so much fun that the couple of years I was there. Um, we had a hard-working group of guys. We we did uh, we got some really cool things accomplished on a shoestring budget. And uh, I, I mean, I rode for teams for 10 years, and I can tell you I had more fun with that group of guys than, than any place else. It was a blast. Well, I'll tell you what. I remember you when you guys brought Townley back over back in 2010. I was super yeah. pumped because I was a big BT fan. And uh, that was a really, really awesome summer. It was, you know. I mean, people don't realize that in 2008, uh, you know, Troy tried to make a transition over to motocross and supercross a little bit, and uh, his guys were struggling to make mains. Uh, they had uh, Justin Keeney, um, I think Gosler, <laughs> somebody else. And anyway, they, they struggled. And then uh, – you know, fast forward just two years, and now you've got Ben Townley, right, a uh, former world champ and and two fifty supercross champion, contending for wins in the four fifty class. I mean, <clears throat> it was a uh, was a lot of force to get our heads around. So, but it was fun. How was that transition going from racer to team manager? I mean, was were you comfortable with it, or was it really a struggle? Yeah, you know, I was lucky in that I had a we had a really good crew chief, uh, a guy by the name of Matt Jory, Jory who. Uh, he runs uh, Proven now. It's an engine building company out of Utah. But he just, he had the, you know, as far as the bike development and sort of overseeing the mechanics and the parts and stuff, he was just, he was squared away. He worked for Wardy for all those years uh, when they went, won Supermoto Championships. And oh, yeah. He had a really, really good system down. So he helped a lot there. And then, you know, for me, it was just a matter of negotiating contracts, getting guys sort of lined out and um, helping them with, testing and riding and, and trying to help them get prepared. So it, it was actually a pretty easy fit for me that way. Um, the hard part, you know, the, the thing that I think a lot of people miss is just the hours that it consumes. Um, I was burning the candle at both ends, trying to go to EMT school at the time. And, wow. um, you know, my wife and I just had little kids, so it was just, it was a tough time from that standpoint. But, um, Man, yeah, it's when when you're up in the manager's tower and the gate drops, it's it's like you'll hear guys say that now, like Will Hahn was talking about this year. It's the next best thing to being on the line and, and actually riding yourself. Is oh is, yeah, uh, I can see that. You know, having having guys where you've worked your ass off all week, you've done so much work to get ready. It's a different kind of work, you know. You're not doing laps and training, but it's it's logistics and you know the planning and the, I mean, so many emails. So many emails. <laughs> I can imagine, so, yeah. When, yeah. When, the, when the gate drops, you're just, I mean, it's like the culmination of a, a lot of work for everybody. That's mechanics. I mean, everyone's, you know, included. So it was fun. Now, how, how has uh, the transition gone from, uh, from going from that to now being a firefighter? Uh, how are you, how are you liking that? I love it. You know, I mean, I've been racing motorcycles since I was four years old, and 
the minute I was, before I was even out of high school, um, I was racing professionally. So it's, it's cool to just at, at 38 years old or whatever I was when I, I finally kind of got hired, it's like, it's cool to just do something totally different. Yeah. And every day you're learning new things and there's new challenges and, um, it, it's, man, it was a long process and it was scary at times, um, for a lot of different reasons, but it's, uh, it's now it's amazing. I mean, I am just in such a good spot where, um, I love that job. I'm, you know, kind of continuing down the path there. I want to go and I'm still involved with race track and able to, to ride and build test bikes. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm in a good spot right now. Well, that, that brings me to something I wanted to ask you, uh, this is TJ. I wanted to ask you about the, the transition to being a, produce like, like, like a like a like a personality in the sport i guess you'd say you're doing the the like all the bike reviews i mean like at one point in time did you realize hey i'm good at this and something you wanted to do um you know i don't know it, it was actually pretty early on because you know right when i finished racing i think oh maybe it was oh five or oh six i actually did the color commentary for the national for one summer right yeah i remember that so like i'm saying about how did yeah, that so start I mean, how did you had to have a foot in somewhere to get into that yeah it was really just um <laughs> who wants to I do think it they're, you know they were looking they're looking for color you know they're looking for personality and something someone that can bring something and, and speak well yeah and uh and take you know what is just kind of generic announcing and make it interesting and fun and so it's hard, you know, like I would have loved at the time, I would have loved to keep going and doing it. But, it's, um, again, that was another time consuming deal. Cause we didn't shoot it live. We shot it in Atlanta every Tuesday after the race. Oh yeah, that's right. So every single week I'm flying back to Atlanta. I mean, it, it wasn't a real good setup the way we were doing it. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how I transitioned to that, to be honest. I think just, you know, doing some videos with racer X and, um, kind of being known for the columns that are, uh, ass ping, that I write that are, ass ping. Yeah. Electric. Those are the, those are the best. They're colorful. Yes. Just, we'll say that. They're colorful. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy so. them. Those, those yeah. are, yeah. yeah kind of like cool. when I was a, a kid and I thought like, what is it? The Jody Weisel's column. I always thought that was pretty funny. I don't really care for it anymore now that I know a little bit more, but like they're, they're entertaining, you know, and, and I like having personality in our sport. I like Kenny rocks in. I like, Travis Pastrana, those guys that have a personality, and you're you're a funny dude, and, and I love hearing you on Pulp, and that, yeah, that's that's some of my favorite articles. Was yours? Yeah, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. You know, I've, I've I've gotten to another good spot where, and you know, I told the guys at Racer Exodus, I said, for a lot of years, right when I got out, I was friends with everybody that was racing. You know, and now, and that made it hard. It made it hard to be. Um, as a moto journalist, it made it hard to, yeah, to be objective because, yeah, I mean, these guys can say what they want. They, they like who they like and it, it, that sways their writing. I mean, look at Mathis. This guy has made, you know, Alex Ray and Dusty Pipes common names. Yes. You know, no one else would have really paid any attention to him. So it's great in a way, but he likes, or or a a perfect example is, uh, what's his nuts with JGR. Um, oh, Nicoletti. Nicoletti. Oh, Nicoletti. Nicoletti. Yeah. What's his I nuts? mean, like, <laughs> like really, who people would not know who Phil Nicoletti was that guy. Oh, you're a hundred percent right. You know, I I've only been listening to so. Paul for a little over a year, 
and it has completely changed how I watch racing. Like I would have never known who <laughs> seven deuce deuce is or cared. Yeah. And it makes yeah. it so much more enjoyable. But I think that's one thing about Mathis is he is honest. He is not afraid to say, you know, Hey, Chad, you suck this week or, or whatever, you know, he'll, you know, maybe the insiders, you may know him better. Maybe he does pull some punches here and there, but as a fan, it seems like, He's one of the few guys that will write it as he sees it. Well, he gives us like our the insider view that we would not normally have as fans. I think that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And he walks. He does a great job of walking that line, um, <laughs> of 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 calling it how he sees it, but but trying to not offend the writers. And that's hard to do because as a writer, I can tell you, you, you wear your heart on your sleeve. You know, these guys work yeah. super hard. And when someone says, "Oh man, you didn't ride very well." I mean, you want to just, you know, attack them. It's, right. it's not easy to hear that. It's like, yeah, I know I didn't ride well, you know, like, <laughs> no kidding. But usually when but, he's so critical. It's, it's, put, it's put me in a good position anyway. What I was trying to say is that now I've kind of gotten a little bit more removed. I mean, there's a few people I'm still buddies with, but it's nice to just be like a pundit. Like, I just, I, I'm not friends with any of them. I can say really whatever I want, and I, you know, I openly will if I, you know, I, like I've caught Kenny Roxon saying and doing a couple of things, and I'm just like, dude, that's dumb. When yeah, Chad yeah, Reed yeah, had yeah. his little, uh, yeah. when Chad Reed had his little moment blocking Dungey, I, I mean, I'm not afraid to just call it out because I don't, I don't care if I'm friends with him or not. If he doesn't like me, it's like, okay, that doesn't affect me at all. Sure. So, it's a nice position to be in that way. Now we spoke a little bit before we started recording about you said you rode uh, the the 2018 Kawasaki's today. How was that? Any big changes? Pretty part of the course or um no you know the 450 really hasn't changed at all um just bold new graphics for everybody great uh, air force the 250 the yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Damn it. laughs> um I, I won't even go off on that <laughs> rant, but the uh, the 250 actually got quite a few changes um trying to increase all motor based like there was some suspension setting changes but it's real minor uh, but the engine itself a uh, different head different ecu different exhaust one of the cams is different um air box is different i know that air air boot is different yeah so yeah. they they really um took some of the things they learned uh, i would assume from mitch's r&d and and uh, put it into production so and, and you could feel it on the track definitely more middle and top um and it wasn't a slow bike to begin with so you know, they did a good job of uh, keeping that thing competitive. I always thought the the Cali 250 was one of the better ones for for many years. It's just always seems seemingly had a good motor. The 450 as well, you know, plenty of power. Just seems like it's a little harder to handle. You know, I don't know. I've I have, I've had a few of them, and yeah. Well, I'll say the same thing I said about the Suzuki last year. It feels like it's a spring fork and about 10 pounds from being a great motorcycle. You know. Right. Um, I, I haven't ridden the 18 Suzuki, but I'm anxious to, uh, because I really liked the way that bike turned, the way it felt, the way it worked, even the engine, the way it was, but it's like the fork ruined it for you. Right. So have you, have you ridden the conversions for the forks on those Cowies? Yeah. They were like the spring yeah. conversions. And I mean, does it yeah. fix it? Um, it, it does. We, we actually did it in the Cowie last year. Race Tech did a conversion kit for us. And Pro Circuit's doing them now. I mean, you can get them just about anywhere. Yeah, because Craig Decker and, does my son's stuff, and he said he could do it. 
Okay. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, I would definitely tell you to try it. It's, um, it's just better. You know, it, yeah. it's more reliable. It's more consistent. It, even if, even if the performance is only a little bit better, it's the same every time, you know, and you go to a track and you, you know what to expect. The problem with air is it's just like this constantly moving needle. You know, if, if as soon as that air pressure starts to increase in the fork, that'll change the way it feels. Mm-hmm. You may get that fork to, if you really spend the time and dial in all your pressures and you you know, pull all the levers you got to pull to make it work great. You go to a different track. That's a different type of dirt or whatever. And it, it will feel, it won't feel the same. Oh, and that, wow. That's been my biggest gripe with that air fork all along. Is there's no consistency. And when you hear these guys talk about, you know, we had, it was work. My bike was working great here, but you know, now my setup is all off. And I think that was a lot of it is that air fork just kind of moves around as far as how it works in different types of dirt and different terrain. Well, we see that air fork as something that happened in the past and we'll just like everybody just like the black eye on moto suspension. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I, truly. I, that's exactly. What, it'll be a thing. We all look back at and laugh and go, oh, yeah, remember when we tried that. Right. Joke. That's the benefit <laughs> it's of going the, away. That's the benefit of being a slightly slow a- or average vet rider is I just got my first bike with air forks and I barely notice. Yeah, I'm not going uh, fast enough to notice the difference. You know, I, I'm slow too, but I had a 13 Honda with the you know the first year of the Air Forks, and they were okay. I and mean, especially like bottoming, they felt pretty good in that area, but they were just not consistent, like you were right. saying. And that was only the, even for yeah. my slow ass, I still noticed it. Yeah, I liked my PSF ones. They weren't bad on my Cowie that I had, but I don't know. Yeah, but well, hey. like I said, the thing that that Air Force, you can get it to work well if you have someone there that can really help you can watch it and help you kind of set the pressures and change the clickers. The problem is for the average guy, it's, it's a pain in the ass for one. I don't want to check anything else. Like <laughs> I barely have time to check my tire pressure. You right. know what I mean? I want to set my tires and go ride. Yeah. And you, you got to check three things and there's a certain way you're supposed to do it. Like a sequence. If you don't do it, it you can create a suction in there. So, but what a headache, man. I just, yeah, it's just more of a pain in the butt to me. And, and, and on top of that, like I said, I, I, I prefer the feel and the consistency of a spring anyway. Well, I've owned my last bike with Air Forks, and, you know, I hope hopefully that's a thing in the past pretty soon. It looks like it is. All the OEMs are starting to go back to the to the spring stuff, so. Yeah, the, I think the only people that will hang on is KTM just because they put so much time in developing that AER fork. And it's, as an Air Fork, as far as an Air Fork goes, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. by far the best. So maybe they would stick with it, but uh, – I think you'll see Kawasaki go back, and all, that'll put all the Japanese manufacturers back on uh, on springs. So. Well, well, changing gears real quick, I just got a question. So you see all these old vet pros going back to Loretta's. When are we going to see you making a run for a Loretta's championship? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> like for me, that ship has sailed, man. I, I um, I just have, I just have no interest in it really. I mean, I I. The races I do now are for fun. I'm actually headed to Portland this weekend for the uh, to the 125 Dream Race up at Washougal. Oh, sweet! And that's yeah, that's the kind of stuff I dig, man. Yeah. Mammoth, like the Vet Weekend at Mammoth, or stuff like this. How about- um, I don't, I don't. First of all, I I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, take a ten days off of work and away from my family. I'm not gonna drag my family back there. Like they just aren't really into it that much. So logistically, it just doesn't it's not going to work. And then on top of that, like 
I already won a title at Loretta. It's like, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to spend, you know, several thousand dollars trying to qualify for this race at a minimum. I mean, maybe more than that. Yeah. Depending on what I could get people to cover, you right. know, but <laughs> it's like, I'm going to spend a crap ton of money and go back there and win or lose. So what, you know, I mean, who cares? Yep. You still get to go back to work when all is said and done and it is, it's onto the next deal. Right. Yeah, and you know what? If people want to go back there, and I, I remember the crushing heat and humidity and then the mud. It's like my memories are good, but they're also, <laughs> right. you know, they're not rose-colored. I remember the the downsides to being back there for a week. So um, if it's all the same, I'll stick to, you know, surfer cross and whatever these there you go. races are either. Now jumping to the, <laughs> jumping back to the 125 Dream Race, you're going to do. Uh, are you gonna Are you riding a KTM for that, or are you back on a Yamaha? No, I'm actually I am riding a KTM. It's uh, it's just going to be a borrowed bike because it was kind of a last minute deal, and it's um, just a bone stock 125. So I may get my butt kicked, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have a good time doing it. There you go. That's what matters. You you mentioned some vet stuff. Will you be at the uh, vet nationals at Glen Helen? Uh, I'm not I'm not real sure. I would I would like to. The problem for me is that falls at a really weird time every year because I like right now I have a 2017 Honda 450 that I love. I've got it just totally dialed in for me. I'm so comfortable on it. So I've got to give that back next week. And then we we do our 18, um, you know, dialed in videos and yeah. introductions and start mm-hmm. building those project bikes. And man, there's no way I would have it done by then. Like it's usually mid to late December before I've got any of those finished. Gotcha. So I don't have a bike to ride and I've tried going on, you know, just something that I threw together and, and that doesn't go well. <laughs> you know. I There's a lot of fast compa- dudes, you know, Preston and Kiefer. Yeah. Well, you start, you know, again, this, that, 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 that race like kind of pushes you into a more competitive place and that's fine if you're ready physically and you have a good bike and everything else, but to show up, you know, not able to do the motos, the 20, 25 minute motors or wherever they are and having a bike that's not working. That's no fun. Yeah. Well, we're, we're like, I said, I don't know if you knew this. We're in Texas. We're, we're a couple hours east of Dallas, but I'm coming out for sure for that. Um, I, I may just fly out to watch, but I'm coming. Uh, John Anderson at W has invited me out. I want to come check it out, but I'm gonna try to get my bikes out there. So I hope you show up. I'd love to meet you, you know, and get to hang out a little bit. I can't wait to meet Kiefer and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a cool event. You'll have a great time. Um, John has always done a great job and uh, like putting that thing on. And just bring a one twenty five. Just bring a one twenty five. There's no pressure. I, I mean, <laughs> right. dude, that way you just like however you do, you'd be like, well, I, I tried my best. I was on a one twenty five. I might work at Glen yeah. uh, Loretta's, but Glen Helen's a little bit different animal. <laughs> right. They got the heels. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, no, if I had a one twenty five that was ready, I would. I, literally, I got to give all my bikes back. Uh, you know, by next week and. I'll be without a ride for a little while, so. Well, that's never fun. You got to just, that's, I guess that's part of being a test rider is you don't really go buy your own bikes, but, man, yeah, to not have yeah. a bike would suck. Yeah, I'd hate to have that problem. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> well, but. yeah, I know. I, I, I'm not, I can't complain too much because I'm right. still getting to go out and ride the brand new bike, but they're yeah. just not mine to keep at the moment, so. Right on, man. It's a good problem to have. Well, hey, Ping, we know you're a busy guy. We won't take any more of your time, but thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and talking to us, man. It was an awesome conversation. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, anytime, guys. It's, uh, it's cool to hear new 
new shows popping up and uh it seems like people can't get enough of these so it's it's good to see more of them showing up yeah mathis uh created an animal with this you know created a monster if you will but uh so now everybody's trying to do it right <laughs> and we're gonna jump on yeah board. i'm always shocked like his his show will go five or six hours and i'm like dude who listens to this crap like you're all insane. of us all of us every week yeah, dude. but we're... everybody does <laughs> yeah. yeah people you know and then i i've listened to some and it's a great way to you know when i'm traveling back and forth from work it's a great way to burn a commute up that's right yeah so yeah i drive for fedex anyway. man i spend all day with my headphones on delivering pack i won't even uh, talk to people dude. half the time i yeah. just keep listening to the Paul show. yeah <laughs> deliver to them hey have a nice day see ya and my drive to work is eight hours across the state i drive out there and it is like nothing but podcasts all the way there he just so. burns it up yep. <laughs> uh, there you go well, yep. hey ping have a good night bro we appreciate it all right guys great talking to you have a good night Later. you too man well, thank thanks. you David Pingree, man, that was fun. Yeah, like it was a good show, Ping. man. You know, he's—I I think some of these guys we need to have back on when we have some more time. Maybe you know, we, we kind of crammed it full tonight. I yeah, feel like with sure Ping, we could get him on and probably talk for two hours. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really get into any of his stories or anything. So, well, we'll, yeah, we'll, definitely. And, and we need to have Rich back on, Big Rich. Um, yeah, I think he'll still be on next week for the locals yeah. only. But uh, yeah, we might yeah. even talk about that. I think I'd already planned somebody. Oh, okay. We'll, well, we'll, we'll we get can, it. We'll figure yeah. it out. No all big right. deal there. But uh, man, again, big shout out all our sponsors. You got anything else? Jamie? Yeah, the uh, All Sport Braces giveaway. Oh yeah. Okay, so guys, if you're still listening, you better be still listening. You guys know that we're going to be giving one set of Allsport braces, the uh, injected molding. We're not giving away the uh, carbon fiber ones, not the custom ones. These are just off-the-shelf, pre-made, uh, which is what I wear. Yeah, they're, freaking, they're awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. I, I wore one for 10 years. But anyway, we're getting ready to give a set away. Here's what we want. Um, we want you guys to tag us in your social media. Put up a, some goon riding pics is what we're looking for. Tag uh, wrist brace guy which is Jeff Brewer from Allsport. I think it's at wrist brace guy. Yeah. If and it's tag, on Instagram. Yeah. Tag, at yeah wrist brace guy. He's also on Twitter and then tag the at moto moto X pod show uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Hit those up. Maybe over the next couple weeks, we'll pick a favorite, but yeah, goon riding videos, picks. That's what we want. So show us. Your- and we'll, and we got, we got some listeners that don't have social media stuff. Guys, and I usually post. Yeah, well, I usually post up the oh, information for the show on Vital. Those guys are on Vital. Yeah, you can post them on Vital. Post too, them. Guys. Post those pictures yep. up on Vital. We're gonna pick the what we think is the best. So or, honestly, we're gonna be judging it. Well, another so. thing you could do if you don't have, if you don't even want to go that route, uh, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Yeah. Send them yeah. to me. It comes right to my phone. We'll check them out. Guys, we want to see something legit. Like it's got to be real. Like TJ, you can't be sending none of your real riding videos in. But those are know? good riding videos. That's yeah. not real riding well, videos. If, if they filmed all of us riding, they'd be like, "Hey, that's pretty yeah, good." But pictures, yeah. Uh, Every we, time TJ rides, it's goon riding. Yeah, and no quad videos. None. None. <laughs> oh You'll be blocked from the show. Yeah, you won't uh, even be allowed to buy the braces after no. that, right? Is that you're saying? No. Say so that this weekend we were riding and Doc got behind me and he's like, and I was like, hey, I felt like I was riding good. He's like, yeah, you look pretty good, but. You hadn't been riding, Dad. Your form is off. And I'm like, my kid is now critiquing my form. It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fast little shit now. That's what happens. So, James, you can't win the braces, dude. So you're part nope. of the deal. Even though you don't talk, 
You yeah. just sit there. Okay, how, how are you part of the show if you just sit He's there and play on your phone? I mean, dude, all you well, do is you, ask a question. It's I got not so that used, hard. I got yeah. so used to the producer not talking that every time TJ would talk, he'd throw me off. You'd like, be like, what the heck? Well, you won't reach over and back in. I'm like, what the hell, man? Oh, know yeah. your place. Yeah, you sit know? in the corner and be quiet. The talent is trying to work oh, here. Oh, I got what the it is. The talent's trying to do their thing over here, and you're screwing it up. And No, man, TJ, you came with the questions tonight, son. That was good. Well, it's I'm not burned out on the show. I've been missing it, actually. TJ's always like an announcer voice. And what did you think about the 2018 Kyle David Pingree. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm just you got, got a perfect voice. voice for that, though, yeah. man. Like it's good, it deep, it carries. I, don't, I mean, I always thought you were pretty feminine, but you know, oh. it's, it's there. You know, <laughs> but don't, don't tell the people on the radio; they don't know that. They, yeah. They think, yeah. But anyways, guys, again, big shout out Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, MX Girl Design, Shock Socks, York Welding and Fab. Oh, don't forget. We got a we got a giveaway coming from York Welding Fab yep, too that yep, custom that grill. tailgate grill. More information coming soon. More information coming soon on that TPJ racing. Uh, DJ TJ Dark Side <laughs> Muscle that. Mark James uh, is Gay Acock. James. James is Acock. James That's is right. Acock. Hey Moto X Pod Show. See you next week. See ya.